Clinician Insider is a bi-monthly series centering conversations within the clinical community that promote personal and professional growth. On this episode, Drs. Myra Guerrero and Wayne Batchelor discuss the need for diversity in medicine and what steps we can take to achieve it. Myra, I think it's an interesting time we're seeing in interventional cardiology and cardiology in general where diversity is becoming a big issue. What do you think about that? It is. So there are gaps not, not at, at two levels. So it's a, this diversity issue is important at the patient level, but also from the physician's perspective. And there's a lot of data that, uh, that has shown that uh, there are minorities that are underrepresented, and particularly female gender in cardiology, in the field of cardiology. How can we have half of the population be female, but yeah. uh, only few female doctors taking care of those patients? Yeah. And you have seen those papers showing that if a patient presents to an ER, if a female patient presents to an ER, at least in that particular study, had higher chances of surviving if the patient was seen by a female physician. And you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done at the patient level, but also at the professional level where, as you know, there are also many gaps that we need to work on. I think we've been charged with the the task of creating a diverse workforce for the same reasons that you're mentioning, making sure that we're representative of the community that we serve. Also, it's been shown that patients tend to sort of um, confide in their doctors better when there's more similarity. And similarities can occur at multiple levels, culturally, racially, ethnically, or simply just a connection that they have with that other person across the the examining table. So that's important that we have a diverse workforce so that we're connecting with patients as best as we can. Furthermore, it's interesting, when you look at the patient, the people who see minority patients and underserved patients in general, a lot of those are minority physicians. Minority and women are more likely to go out and serve the underserved on average, which is an interesting concept. More than 50% of the minorities across the country are served by minority physicians. It's interesting. The other thing is there's this gap in research and outcomes that I think needs to be addressed. We just don't have the outcome studies with the granularity and the uh, adequate statistical power to address outcomes in specific groups. For example, when we're using dual antiplatelet therapy in a a Hispanic 85-year-old woman, do we really understand the risk-benefit relationship in that group versus you know, other groups. You're right, because it hasn't been studied. And you can take it one step even farther, you know, not just, you know, putting uh, research aside, which right. we know there's a big gap. Yeah. Even in clinical practice, I mean, the right. TAVR data, even though in gender, we're not doing too bad, you know, right. in terms of the uh, equal number of patients being treated. Right. But the number of the minorities that are receiving a TAVR device, you know, there's a big gap there. I mean, they're, yes. they're like in the single digits, like for, yes. for African-Americans or for Hispanic patients in the U.S., when right. we know that that population is much larger than the percentage of patients that are being treated, at least in the, in the right. DVT registry. So, yeah, gaps in research. And, and there's no doubt that uh, there's a stronger connection if, if, between patient and doctor if, right. um, if, you, if they understand each other better. Right. So there's no doubt that this is uh, important for patient outcomes. It's, it's better for our patients. But the question is, how can we close the gap? Right. Not only research, then you can put quotas there. Um, in practice, yeah, there can be initiatives. But how can you attract more minorities to the field of cardiology? How can we attract more females to the uh, field of cardiology? Or interventional cardiology, which we're not even talking interventional, where we're so underrepresented. So how do we fix that? And I 
I actually would like to know because I was asked recently um, by our department to help uh, and kind of help as a co-chair of the diversity and inclusion um, task force. So it's a big responsibility. And uh, let me ask you, like, where yeah. do where do we start? You know, how can we tell people this is a wonderful field? We need you guys come and right. join us. So right. How do we do that? Well, I think you you just hit the nail on the head. Getting the message out there how dynamic and interesting the field is to women and young women. I think we have to hit this early on in life. You know, before people are sort of set in their ways and sort of feel that it's just not something for them. We have to internally create a culture that's inclusive. And I, I'm hoping that over time we're going to do a better job at that. I've spoken to some of my female colleagues and heard some of the stories that they've gone through in terms of being interviewed and asked about crazy things like, yeah. you know, are you planning on getting pregnant? I mean, th these are archaic sounding stories, but these are real uh, phenomena that have occurred in, 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 in events that have occurred in people's lives. It hasn't changed much, sadly, yeah. you yeah. know, 15 years ago from yeah. when, when I was applying until yeah. now, that's still, it's still happening. Yeah. So we need the word there, but um, yeah, we, we need to let them know yeah. that this field is just so amazing. There's yeah. so much that we can do, it's so yeah. much fun. There are many people out there, if they know, like I knew, I was born to be a cardiologist and I was yeah. born to be an interventional cardiologist, yeah. they, they should know that they can. Yeah. And then we need to work on generating opportunities so that they get the opportunity. Some right. of this is lack of opportunity, right. not just lifestyle and right. you know the high demands, which of course right. work-life balance is not easy, but right. uh, a factor can be uh, lack of opportunity. So we right. need to generate opportunities for them because we're losing talent yeah. if they think exactly. If they think they can't, or if they want to, but they are not given the opportunity, there's a lot of good people there that could be helping us take care of our patients, and they may decide to go into another field. Right, so. and they may come with some fresh, interesting new ideas. Exactly. When you think of excluding nearly 50% of the population, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the numbers yeah. for electrophysiology mm -hmm. and interventional cardiology mm -hmm. for women are in yes. the single yes. digits. Yes. I mean, it's abhorrent. Uh, yes. I mean, it's Wall Street does a better job, vascular surgery does a better yes. job, than interventional uh -huh. cardiology yes. and electrophysiology, uh -huh. it's embarrassing. So mm -hmm. I think the key thing is getting, changing the culture from within, having folks like yourself, but not only the minorities and women, but also the majority um, cardiologists out there also just focusing on this mm -hmm. and saying, look, this is good for our entire sort of global sort of way in which, in which we educate and treat yeah. patients for all of us to be involved in this, this diversity effort. You hit on one important point, global. This yes. is not a local problem, right. this is global. Right. You know, at, at ESC, I was asked also to participate in a discussion about this, so I, I had to represent Latin America. So I looked yeah. at the numbers yeah. in the entire continent, so I have, that was my, uh, my uh, assignment, the entire yeah. continent. And the numbers, they're just like unbelievably low everywhere. So this is a global problem. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very good, good point. So, yeah. We need to start at home, I think, right. you know, by trying to generate awareness, awareness yeah. that first that there's a gap, that we need to close the gap, that we need talent, and right. we need to generate awareness in the pool of talent to tell them there's opportunities, you know, come, you know, contact us if they're interested. Right. Uh, little by little, uh, right. change doesn't happen overnight. Right. I know that, yeah. but uh, one step at a time. And I think there are, there are multiple steps along the way we can make yeah. a difference early on almost early childhood education, right yes. up to primary and secondary mm -hmm. school. We've got to have some connection with STEM programs and reaching out to women, minorities, and everyone, honestly, to encourage these, these career paths. 
Then when you get into medicine, there's another gap because there are a lot of women in medicine, mm -hmm. but there are very few in yes. certain parts of cardiology, especially mm -hmm. interventional and EP. So there's also an opportunity there to close the gap. And mm -hmm. the only way we're going to probably close that is I, I think if people see someone like themselves doing something, there's just an automatic assumption mm -hmm. that that could be them. And you know, we call that mentorship, but there's, it's even beyond that. It's almost a subconscious phenomenon where if you just don't see anyone like mm -hmm. you doing something, you're just not really Correct. attracted to yes. that. So as we get more women um, you know, breaking down some of these barriers and getting into the field, yourself and other great leaders, I mean, we've got the Pamela Douglases and the Cindy Grinds and the Roxana Morans, and I could go on and on and on. But the folks who've broken down some of those barriers, now we got to get women running through there and then, and then getting involved, being vocal, and then again, kind of raising the tide for the rest of the, the community that, that follows. So I'm excited, yeah. I'm hoping that we can, we, the good news is there's only one direction we can go and that's up. <laughs> Our numbers are so bad right now that I, I would hope that there's only one direction we can go, and yes. at least in terms of interventional cardiology. And I think we're seeing some changes. I, I can feel the pulse of something going on within, you know, even at the TCT here, there are diversity sessions, there are a lot of women on the podium, they're presenting, uh, minorities and, and others presenting yeah. on really good topics. So, at the, just to close the conversation, yeah. I think this is not going to be solved by a single person. It has yeah. to be a group of people. And um, if you have any ideas, of, if you know of anyone who has an idea, so if someone is listening to us and has ideas, yeah. you know, I think you know, feel free to let us know so that right. how we can improve this, you know, little by little, one step at a time. I, it's going to have to be teamwork yeah, and I help agree. each other. All right. Very nice to All right. see you. It's great okay. to see you. Have a great evening. All right. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Catch new episodes of Clinician Insider on the 15th and 30th of every month. Follow us on Twitter to join the conversation at Clinician Inside and send us your topic suggestions at clinicianinsider at crf.org. Thanks for listening.